0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: We had the pause in the season, the interruption, COVID, then we had the restart. And it was amazing how quickly we've gone through that. <laughs> with a restart, and, and when you think about the, we just had the PGA Championship, and then you had one week, which was a Windham Championship, and then here we are with a top 125 players, really 123 that started the event because Vaughn Taylor and Brooks Koepka withdrew due to injuries. Ryan Moore withdrew during the first round, um, so you know we're down to 122 players uh, in the event. And 70 move on next week. I mean, it used to be when they had four playoff events, you went from 125 to 100, then down to 70, then down to 30. Um, but, you know, some players would skip events. But now, listen, you want to win the FedEx Cup, point, uh, FedEx Cup you've got to play all three events. And I think that's why we saw Tiger even uh, before the Friday deadline saying he's playing the BMW championship. Uh, you've got to commit to play there if you've if qualified to make your way to Atlanta. So I, I think it's worked out the way the PGA tour has done the playoffs. I mean, when you think about uh, the FedEx cup and how many years it's uh, what, 2007 when it first came in, we went so been 13 years of the FedEx cup playoffs and there was some skepticism when it started, but I, I think it's worked out. It really, I think it gives players something to play for at the end of the season uh, the ultimate prize, the FedEx Cup, $15 million. It's pretty incredible. And the players have embraced it, and it creates some great drama. Jeff,
0: what do you think here?
1: You know, it's a $15, a $15 million annuity, Kev. Come on. It's not exactly $15 million, but I would take it. Kev, what, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was surprised to see Brooks Koepka this week uh, pulled out for injury. And he had a bad week last week in the event or bad finish last day. Anything you know about that? Any, any insight you can give us on that?
2: Well, he, he cited uh, knee and hip. So, you know, we knew about the knee issue that, uh, you know, may have uh, may have it cleaned out again. Uh, the hip, I remember the PGA, I want to say it was the first round at Harding Park. It was the first or second round, and he had his, uh, uh, they call it physio, but, you know, had someone there to work on him. Uh was stretching him out, turned around, he, he laid down to do it. So uh, there's been a hip issue there. Maybe that's because of the knee It uh, developed into a hip. I mean, the, the amount of golf balls that, uh, and torque they put on their bodies and the work they've got to do to prepare themselves to play uh, the, the wear and tear. I mean, we saw it with Tiger Woods. We've seen it with Jason day, even Dustin Johnson's had uh, you know a bit of a knee issue. Now we're seeing Brooks Koepka every golfer they get injuries You're like how the hell do golfers get injuries listen they they, these guys are fine to their Ferraris their sports cars Um, you know and and, and things are uh, get tweaked here and there so I think I think Kepka you know also positioning you know he's 90s came in 97th in the FedEx Cup standings and I think he knew he just didn't have it so he withdrew to rest he's got the US Open coming up so this is just my guess My guess is he figured, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to advance. I'm not where I need to be. If I can rest and probably got a lot of advice with this and do some rehab, then he'd be ready to play wing foot in September.
0: I think with Kepka too, I mean, his attitude we've seen is, like, I'm coming to win. So I think it backs up what you're saying, Kevin, is, look, if he doesn't think he can win – He's not, he's not showing up thinking, hey, I'll get try to get a top 20 here. Like, that's not Brooks Koepka's goal right now with his professional life. He's showing up thinking, I am here to win. And, uh, you know, kind of like the, the Tiger mentality of old. Like, I, I think he's set the bar high enough now for himself that he's not just there to show up and, well, let us I'm, I'm not 100%. Let's see if we can make the cut. And let's, you know, he, that's not what he's about right now. He's there. He's like, I'm either going to try to win or if I can't, and I know I can't. Uh, then I understand the decision. He obviously has, throughout this season, talked numerously about, numerous times about that he hasn't felt 100. percent I give him credit, Kevin, because look how often he's contended to win, including going into the final round of the major, the PGA Championship, two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, and listen, you know, maybe you know he didn't he didn't say anything uh, about nagging injuries at the final round of the PGA Championship, but like he went to the Wyndham Championship and. Didn't even make the cut uh, where, you know, birdies were being produced. So something was, certainly was off. He played a lot of golf for the eight weeks in a row uh, for it. So something with a nagging injury there, um, he's out. Um, so, you know, I, I just think he, he might be able to get it better for a wing foot. But, you know, there's so many other stories, uh, you know, here at TPC Boston uh, this week with uh, players advancing, looking to, uh, you know, get the cup. Brian, a guy – all right. Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Brian. Uh, I was, 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 was going to say before we move on from Kepka, one player with a connection to Kepka talked this week. That was Dustin Johnson. We spent a lot of time on last week's show talking about Kepka's comments about, hey, look at the top of the PGA Tour leaderboard or the PGA Championship leaderboard going into that final round. Nobody's won a major other than DJ. He's got one, but he's had trouble closing it out. All that sort of stuff. Uh, and then obviously uh, Brooks had quite a poor final round. In fact, the second worst round amongst the field dj though talked this week uh when asked about the comments dj said you know i'm not phased uh with that one major slight he says quote it doesn't matter it doesn't bother me he can think whatever he wants so there's dj's thoughts we've we heard from rory last week and there's dj i thought those you know i, I thought those two were kind of tight kevin so i still am surprised kept said it but I guess the two of them, you know, whatever. Well, maybe there's – yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> there's
2: a falling out. Uh, who knows? Um, uh, you know, <laughs> a Dustin Johnson's the best, though, isn't he?
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> whatever, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, it's just the attitude on the cor- course, Jeff, Friday right? You know, yeah. it's on bounds. Okay, I'll move on. Like, that. that's how he is in life. And I, I just think, like, you know – Dustin Johnson's got 21 wins in the PGA tour. He's got a major. He's probably going to win another one at some point.
1: You got to think
2: he's so talented. You know, what the hell does he care?
1: Yeah, he's not, he's not thinking too much about what Brooks thinks. He's thinking about his own game. It's a big fraternity too. There's, there's, you know, a bunch of guys out there and a bunch of people around him and, you know, he's, he's involved in what he's trying to do. And Brooks, you know, I'm a big Brooks fan. Little shine came off his, uh, his, uh, his rose there for me this week. And some of his comments and some of his attitude I thought were a little off-putting, but uh, you know, otherwise, great event, and you know, we talked about Kyle Kara, and we got three weeks of great golf ahead of us, and that's what I'm excited about. I think you're right, Kevin. I think the, the PGA Tour has done it right, and over the years, they have fine-tuned this and made this event better and better, and, and now it's exciting golf, and it's something you look forward to every year.
2: Now, Brian, I want to bring up somebody that you played golf with um several years ago and that's Sebastian Munoz so I was going to bring him up uh because in the first round what a way to start seven consecutive birdies to start a round of golf he had the perfect game going um and then then he reaches the par three eighth hole very difficult hole 225 yards was playing on Thursday and he pushed it right made a really great up and down to keep it going. And then he gets to the ninth tee box. He's got a chance to shoot sub 30. All he's going to do is get par and he's shooting 29 on the front hits a great drive on a very difficult driving hole. Most players leave it out to the right side in a rough a dog leg left to avoid the hazard. He stripes it 155 center of the fairway to a right hole location. There's a sideboard there. Like you don't have to green. It'll just feed down in there. And he just loses it, you know. Pushes it to the right, double cross, whatever. Bad shot. I mean, bad shot. It was stunningly bad. And there's no way he to get the ball close. Runs it over. You know, runs it off. Had like 30 feet. Ran it by. He ends up making double bogey. But he still finished at 600 par. A great round of golf. Th- th- these are the stories that we see in the playoffs. The guy enters the week 16th in FedEx Cup standings. He won his first event. Last fall, in the Sanderson Farms Championship, but played very well throughout the entire season. He's got he's got a chance. He's got a chance to play well over three weeks and win the FedEx Cup. I don't think anybody would have thought that when they started the 2019-2020 season.
0: Yeah, because in July of twenty eighteen, I was playing with him at Peak and Peak in the web.com, dot right. com the Pro Am event. So for him to go from there to there. In a season and a half, like kudos to him. I, I really enjoyed my round with him. Uh, you know, obviously you wouldn't. Of, of course, you're going to enjoy a round playing with a with a professional golfer of that magnitude and that level. But uh, he couldn't have been nicer when we played. So now I've got a. You know, he, he's got a fan in me. I'm rooting for him, following him, and uh, I hope he does well. He was so nice and encouraging when we played. I remember the most though from that round, is that he was on me because. When we played that July, it was the World Cup for soccer, and Colombia was playing where he's from <laughs> during that round. And I was like, "All he wants to do right now is watch the World Cup, but he's in here playing this pro am with us." And he, I said to him, "I'm like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I wish you could. I know you want to watch this." And he goes. All I ask of you, he goes, your phone's good. He goes, just keep me updated on the score. So like every tee box I'm checking it for, I'm like, all right, still, you know, whatever it was, the score and everything, I felt like that was my secondary job while we were playing. But no, he was great. And uh, yeah, there's so many stories like this. I I, I wouldn't put him in this category, but Kevin, you remember Billy Horschel from three, four years ago, just went on a tear, got hot, wins. It changed his whole PGA tour life. And, you know, I, I don't, I think. Horschel had established himself a little bit more than what Munoz has at this point. But the point that you just made is any player at this point, they all have the caliber. You have a hot two out of three weeks and your, your professional and life and family's life could change forever.
2: Well, it certainly can. Uh, Let's even go back to last week. Jimmy Herman, Jim Herman, I just had, you know what? I'm just going to be blunt. I I think Jim would probably agree with this. Uh, And Jim, by the way, is a Donald Ross ambassador. Uh, those are close matter of fact when he just started wearing it it was at the Arnold Palmer I saw him we're on the, we're on the and Jim's not a big guy I said hey Jim how do you like the Donald Ross gear and he's like oh it's, it's really good I said yeah we. Uh, you know I do a show in Buffalo they're from there and uh, Rob and John wanted me to say hello he's like oh yeah you know what I like about it he goes I can wear a medium
1: <laughs>
2: yeah they're I large
1: said, they, they, they don't run big anymore but they did run big for a while
2: <laughs> so I was like yes I like that too but anyway Um, Jim Herman plays the Wyndham championship. He needed to win the event or finish second to make the playoffs and secure his scar, you know, his card. Um, and he does it. I mean, it's just just incredible. Nobody picked Jim Herman going into last week. Nobody, nobody saw it coming. Jim Herman went out and won the Wyndham championship and makes the playoffs. Now he's got to play again. Well, this week, uh, to continue on, but it's just, that's the great stuff that you see in golf with this uh, structure they have. It's
1: one of the great stories. Kev, how old is Jim Herman? I mean, this guy's been grinding on the tour for how long? I mean, he's – 42. He's 42 years old. 42 years old. Yeah. And he doesn't – he's not He's not prolific off the tee. There's nothing about his game that jumps out at you, is there? I mean, he just no, – He's a good
2: well, – he's, he's a very good ball striker, Um well, he's known as a good ball striker, okay? Right. But, but no one knows because
1: no one watches them. Right? R- well,
2: <laughs> right, Yeah, it's streaky for sure. The guy's yeah. won three three times on the PGA Tour. He has won three events on the PGA Tour, which um, you know, you look at you say, really? But yes, that's that's how it works. A guy like Scott Piercy played well uh, in, in round one. There's a guy who's won several times on the PGA Tour. There's so many good players pros that are so capable of doing things especially on a golf course like tpc boston where it used to be a bomber's paradise they've made renovations to it yeah, you know certainly you have advantages in some holes but um you know it, there, there's a premium on fairways and greens here on the golf course and that's why anybody can win this week
0: thanks for joining us here on t green brian Colziel, kevin sylvester from tpc boston at the northern trust jeff meet our pga pro here as well TD Green, presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Michelob Ultra, Custom Turf, Jim Beam, and our home clubs, Tanterra Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. We're checking our PGA Tour leaderboard this week at the Northern Trust, and it's brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different, and also by Puma Golf Shoes. Kevin, this event has had so many, I feel like, just epic, like you said, shootout finishes. Um, whether we get a score under par as much as we've seen in the past, you said with the changes, maybe we won't, maybe we will. But uh, as those, as uh, our listeners maybe watch this weekend, what are some of the things about this course that you like? Cause I know you've covered it now multiple times, right? This is not the first time you've been here. Um, what should we be looking for? Uh, especially as uh, we watch here, maybe who kind of is dueling it out here down the stretch on Saturday and Sunday.
2: Well, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, because this event Northern trust now it rotates between the New York city area and Boston every other year. So, um, you know, last year's at Liberty National, which is an incredible property. Uh, I was there for that last year. And, you know, it's back here, in TBC Boston this year, I'll be back in 2022. Uh, but what you're going to see is players need to take take advantage of the first seven holes. Um, you know, those are scoring opportunities on the first seven holes. Like and making that, seven
1: birdies in a row? To start oh, yeah, like – well, yeah, <laughs> seven. Well, okay. but you yeah, – well, right. it's exactly right, Jeff. Right. Well,
2: but in those first seven holes, you have a drivable par four. That's the, the fourth hole. Three is a tough birdie, uh, that, that par three. The par threes in this golf course are very tough. Um, that's one thing that stands out. I mean, really difficult par threes. Uh, but you have par fives that are reachable in two. Uh, the second hole, the seventh hole, and the 18th. There's only three par threes in the golf course. It's a par 71. But prior to, you know, when you get to the back nine, prior to reaching that 18th hole, it is difficult. 10 is a tough driving hole. Some, some Most guys won't hit driver because it's a hazard uh, on each side. Uh, then you get to 11. It's an uphill 200-plus yard par three uh, with a sideboard on the left and multiple undulations in the green. 12, they extended over 500 yards. Uh, That's a tough par four. 13 is a birdie hole, depending upon the winds. 14 is a difficult par four. 15, difficult green, and there's moguls all around, tough driving all. Then you get to 16. It's the shortest of the the par threes, um, but it's got upper plateau, and it's really, I think, difficult putting green, and there's a water hazard, and they tuck that to the left. That's an issue. Seventeen. It's an iron off a tee. It's a downhill. They got a a big pimple in the middle of the green. So you've got to – that factors in where you got to hit it at the right level. But then 18, this is where you can have great finishes because it is reachable in two uh, for most players in the field. And But it's a very it, – the green almost reminds me of the sixth hole at Country Club of Buffalo, the volcano green. It's not as high as that, but it has all this uh, – a trouble and trickiness and all these undulations in it. So uh, even if you get there in two, there's no bargain that you're going to even two putt for birdie. You can four putt it. Uh, so uh, incredibly volatile down the stretch. So that's what you're going to see, and and that's why I think the golf course is great because it has it offers so much and it's a huge property, Jeff. Most the the holes, you know, even they run adjacent, there's so much space in between them. It's almost every single hole its own little stadium.
0: Which is cool, except, unfortunately, there'd be a lot of room for fans, but they're not there this week. Now, this is what – is this your – I don't miss seeing all the Patriots gear. That's right. Uh, your point, yeah. <laughs> so, Kevin, your job logistically for those that maybe – I know you've mentioned this a couple times, but just maybe for those hearing it for the first time, your job uh, logistically for PGA Tour Radio, like it's a little different not having all the fans around, both good and bad, right? you gotta, you got to stay – got to watch – how loud you are, you also have a little easier navigation, too, though. Um, yeah, it,
2: it is easier to uh, navigate. Um, I don't walk as much um, because, because I, don't, I don't need to because, you know, I don't have to maneuver through the fans and, and walk inside the ropes. Um, so, it, yeah, I, just, I, I drive a cart uh, while following a group. and But with that, I've got to be careful because there's no cover uh, with that. And without fans there, again, no cover to mute things. So I have to position myself a little further away than perhaps normal uh, to see things. Sometimes that's uh, a bit of a challenge. And I got to make sure that the players don't hear me. We're not disrupting them. Um, it, it's been happening a lot uh, with players where, you know, they'll be like, hey, are you going to wait? Uh, round one, Dan, I was following Dan Burgers, and Roy McElroy and Brendan Todd and there was a, a cameraman who was um from Buffalo, oddly enough. Uh he he was ready to you know get in his cart and Dan Berger had the tee after just making a birdie at the fifth hole and he goes you you're, you're going to stay there, right? He <laughs> turned right to the cameraman with driver in his hand and he's like, "Yes." He's like, "Okay, good." Um so those sort of things are happening, but but all in all, um I think one of the neat things is seeing the golf course without the structures um it's a different look for this golf course like 17 used to be like a little amphitheater around the green and now they're heading down to there's a camera tower and some signage but it's so much more open so it's even a different look for the players with that and i I will say this brian i matt Kucher spoke about this without the fans there um how you know how could it affect how's it different not not so much to cover but um he talked about Colonial on the restart when Dan Berger beat Colin Morikawa in the playoff. And he said, you know, they started on 17. He goes, here's where fans may have affected things. Dan Berger hit a shot that was right at the hole. It looked like an unbelievable shot. It trickled off into the rough. Uh, Colin Morikawa didn't know, probably figured he had to hit an unbelievable shot too because Berger just stuffed one in there. But Morikawa, because it's an elevated green, had no way of knowing the ball rolled off the putting surface. If the fans were there, Cooch said they would have reacted and he would have seen the reaction and known, okay, I don't have to play as aggressively while going after I thought it was fascinating, something I hadn't thought
1: about uh, without the fans being there. Kev, I got a question for you. Uh, you know, you, you you play a ton of golf, as we all know. in the. <laughs> and and you also get the the
2: transition to
0: this right away i love it wow it's like it's
2: like my wife on the
0: show here what we we held jeff for 20 minutes on this take (laughs) weekly take so uh all right jeff let me check that off my list all right jeff Remedy to Kevin every- for playing too much golf. All right, that's good for this week. You've you played every golf course there is in Western New York. I'm that's not true, actually, but uh,
2: there's a few but, I haven't played. But anyhow, my and you're question willing being, to be all right, go ahead. Can,
1: can you frame for the average golfer what the difference between, say, you playing country, you talked about country club of Buffalo versus a tour event? What What can you uh, surmise or Deduce or somehow describe the difference between what an average setup, even for an invitational, is versus a tour event. How different it is.
2: Oh wow! Well, you know when you're all right. So what I typically see at PGA Tour events, uh, even even in the playoffs. Now a lot of it depends on how the area has gotten rain. So they've had a dry summer uh, up here in Boston. So there is, and if you're going to watch the golf, you'll notice some brown spots on the fairways. All right. It's firm and fast. Uh, this golf course is running firm and fast greens. They, they've kept them a little bit soft, but, uh, they're running really fast.
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: See rough, they let it, typically let it grow before an event. Uh, two and a half inches uh, would be your, your typical rough there because they want to make it a challenge. They have a premium on the fairways. But this golf course has wider fairways uh, with that. And so they're, I think it's easier to find the fairways on this golf course as opposed to maybe some other golf courses. But, Jeff, let me, let me try to answer this differently. Um, when I worked Kapalua a couple of years ago, Century Tournament of Champions, I got a chance to play it the next morning. Uh, everything was set up the same exact way as it was. And we played the tips. We played from where the pros played, knowing we're going to get crushed, right? I mean, just, just no shot. And I shot 91 that day. I was thrilled, thrilled with that number. But what I will tell you is the sight lines, like you had to know. If I, didn't, if I wasn't following golfers, that they, I wouldn't have known the sight lines, where to hit it, uh, what to avoid, uh, you know, th- this rough penal over there, this penalty area over here. They, they set things up visually where you have to know the golf course and, and have a line to hit the golf ball. I'll give you an example on uh, the 14th hole. For the players, like they can't see some of the danger down there, but they know there's a hill on the left side. If they catch it right, a speed slot will run it down. If they miss it just to the left, they are in – they're in doo-doo, deep doo-doo when it comes to 18. When they're teeing off, there are cross bunkers on the 18th hole. They try to hit it past the bunkers on the left, the first two, but if they run it far enough, it's going to go in a cross bunker there. So – there are things that are set up that they can't see on the tee. Um, but they know are there. We typically don't have those things at our clubs that we play. How many golf courses in Western New York have cross bunkers? Like we have fairway bunkers on the left and right side to avoid, but we don't have ones that come at an angle that, uh, you know, there's uh, moguls feeding that way in there. So, uh, that's what, that, you know, and each golf course has those things. Some of them are unique. They, uh, continually uh, tweak those things. Like on the 18th, they put a little pot bunker on the left side, uh, kind of a bailout spot, but it kind of eliminates the bailout spot uh, difficulty there. So they're always tweaking these golf courses to, uh, I, 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 from what I'm seeing, put a premium on precision, uh, not just distance.
0: Okay. Good take there.
1: All right. Good I hope that answered, that answered the question, Jeff. I mean, did that make, that make sense? Yeah, I just, I guess I was, you know, trying to. The difficulty between playing on a, a members club and playing on a tour facility while it's set up for a tour event to me is, is vastly different. And I think sometimes people, television belies that because they see nothing but good shots from the leaders. And, and the facilities are really set up pretty difficult. Yes, they, yeah, they, you
2: know, they will get the greens to a point and whole locations to a point that are um, like uh, round one, the ninth hole, you know, th- there is a cross bunker 25 yards from the green. Now that's not really in play for the players, but there, there's a, um, a sideboard and a front board, if you will. So the fairway cut runs down towards the hole and players were counting on that to run down there, but they had it they cut the other way into the grain. So the ball would land and stick and not feed to the hole like so you know that's hard then, then you've got a short chip or you've got a putt from there to a front hole location very difficult to get that close very difficult to judge that from shorter distances so um, it, these players spin the ball all the time when they hit it in a hazard you'll see them go back to 110 yards instead of you know we typically I want to drop that as close as I can because I think I can knock that in well they put so much spin on the ball they, they, they want to be able to control the golf ball where they don't want to spin it off the green or not be able to spin it. So there's all these factors because of hole locations that make it extremely difficult. And then those sight lines and angles that they have to take.
0: All right. Good insight there. Take a quick time out here on T to green. When we come back Western New York PGA tip of the week. Did you see the U S amateur last week? It was the fog bowl. It was like the bears and the Eagles all over again, from back from the playoffs in the nineties. We'll get to that phoenix open some news on next year's tournament tiger what's he up to with his putter stacy lewis on pace of play i got a lot to get to let's try to jam it all in here let's roll on take a quick timeout kevin sylvester pga pro jeff Midas. i'm brian Colzio. more T to green coming up right after this quick timeout welcome back to segment number two here on wgr sports radio 550 T to green every saturday seven to eight right here brian Colzio kevin sylvester pga pro jeff Midas. Kevin joining us from the Northern Trust, TPC Boston. Of course, you can listen to Kevin on PGA Tour Radio this weekend, so uh, feel free to tune into that. While we uh, talked quite a bit about that event, the first of the FedEx Cup playoffs in segment number one, if you missed it, we'll have it up on our on demand audio section a little bit later this morning at WGR550.com. Let's now shift gears and go to our Western New York PGA tip of the week, and it's brought to you by the West New York PGA. The West New York PGA has one goal promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. We're going to get Jeff's insight on club selection off the tee. I was talking with Jeff during the break about how I said I'm I'm hitting three-wood, Jeff, more than I ever have in my life. I feel like the distance I'm getting with my three-wood now, in a good way, is so close to what I'm getting with the driver that – I'm just I'm hitting it so much more. Uh, sometimes I'm I'm sitting there on the tee saying, well, this hole I always hit driver, but I've just hit my last you know handful of three woods. Great, and I don't feel like I'm losing much distance. And uh, even with the hybrids now, our our uh, the new Maverick clubs that I'm hitting this year from Callaway, just that uh, we've gotten this year, Kevin and I are playing, have just been tremendous. But I, I wanted to talk to you about club selection. Like, is it okay that I'm hitting more three woods than I ever have? And just talk about that decision making when you step up to the tee box.
1: You know, a lot a lot of people are going to hit their three wood way better than their driver. First of all, it's a little shorter. So you get around on it a little quicker. Some people rotate quicker with a little shorter club. And that also helps you hit the center of the blade a little bit easier. The other thing is most people have a driver with two little lofts. You know, they see the number in the bottom. It's an ego thing. They want eight and a half or nine and a half. Uh, the loft is immaterial on the bottom of the club. You need to you need to launch it at a certain height. You know, think of throwing a football or a baseball as far as you can. What kind of parabolic arc would it have? Most people's drivers go too low. So I think the three wood off the tee is good for most golfers, right? Because it's a little shorter, tee it a little lower, and 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 oftentimes you're going to be you're probably way more confident with your three wood than you are with your driver, right? The thing I would say is on par fives or holes where you have a chance to get there in two. You know, I'm gonna go with the driver. I'm gonna let it sling out there and see what it can happen. Give myself a chance to make a really low score on this hole. Um, hybrid, that's more for you're just really trying to keep it in play. And sometimes, you know, you're having a bad round, say so your driver's going bad, your three woods going bad, bump back to your hybrid. Keep that ball in play, keep the ball in front of you, give yourself a chance to make some birdies and some pars, you know, get near the green in two and two and chip get up and down. Uh, But I I don't disagree with hitting the three wood off the tee. I think it's great for most golfers. They're going to hit it better. They're going to be more confident. They're going to hit more good tee shots and hit further.
0: I want, I would, I want to agree. And then I'll let Kevin jump in on this. When you said with it just being a little uh, shorter of a shaft, I, I definitely feel like that complete turn that I know you're looking for me for um, my, you know, I, I feel that so much more naturally with the three wood and maybe, and, I feel like my acceleration's better, my club speed's better, like all that sort of stuff. I know some of this is between the ears, but all that matters, I'm sure when you're starting to swing, it does. And, you know,
1: think of you can't get around on a fastball, do you go to a longer, heavier bat? No. You go to a shorter, lighter bat. What's a what's a three wood? A shorter, lighter bat, and a lot of people will rotate quicker and, and create more speed with a three wood than they would with a longer club, the driver. The other thing with the driver, it's got less loft, and it exacerbates any misses. So any slices, hooks, or poles, or anything like that, with a less loft, it'll put more side spin on it. The three wood will hit it straighter because it'll have more backspin.
2: Here's what I will say to this: uh, <clears throat> know your numbers, meaning know what your distance typically is with your hybrid with your three wood um you know the the other clubs five iron four iron and then do some math out there uh with most tees that our listeners are playing if they're playing members tees um you know whatever the white blue whatever uh there's some holes if it's a 380 yard par four well do a little math if you need to hit it 215 yards um, you know what club will you feel comfortable hitting into the green? I, I, I know the analytics will tell you hit it as far as you can with a rough. But hey, we were talking last segment about conditions and there's thicker rough. Well, if there's a premium on fairway, get yourself in the fairway. Uh, you know if you got to hit a longer club in the green, hit a longer club into the green. Uh, but it's about hitting fairways and greens, and sometimes it's about eliminating trouble uh, with doing so and uh, just know your game. It's it's so important. If you can eliminate problems with, you know, fairway bunkers, if you can hit shorter to avoid those, do so. Right, Jeff. I mean, give yourself a chance.
1: Yeah. Plus, confidence makes such a big deal, Brian. As you said, you're much more confident. You feel much more comfortable. You're going to make a better move. You know, than you may 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 have made it with the driver. And sometimes those misses with the driver can be a lot bigger. So hit that three wood. Get the you know loose. 10, 15 yards, and put it between the trees and give yourself a shot at the, at the green.
0: Good advice. You can get more great tips. Check out our website. Jeff's got a lot of videos up there with tips on how to hit the driver, how to hit the three-wood, and others. Uh, T, the number two, T2GreenGolf, uh, or sorry, T2Green.golf is the website. Uh, also, Western New York PGA, a lot of great information on how you can get involved in the game, WNYPGA.com. Uh, before we move on to something else, congratulations To one of the Western RPGA PGA pros this week, Jeff, Rob Krajewski ends up winning the 2020 Western Europe PGA Section Championship.
1: Yeah, I've known Rob since he's 16 years old. Great athlete, real nice kid, really good player, biggest win of his career. We're uh, we're all very happy for Rob.
0: Yeah, congratulations. That took uh, place this week, the tournament at Cobblestone in Rochester.
1: Right. Yeah, Neil Reedy, the pro there, very fine player, doesn't play much, goes out and shoots 400 the first day and ends up losing in the four-hole playoff. Uh, really good athlete, really good player, really tough golf course. Those are some very, very good scores on that golf course.
2: That is a very tough golf course, uh, fun course to play too. Yeah.
0: Hey, before we uh, take another break here on TD Green, let's talk for a minute or two about the U.S. Amateur. It was played last week, Bandon dunes, and the final – stretch of holes in the fi- the finals, by the way, if you don't know, it's match play. It's 36 holes. And as the, the two competitors were coming down the stretch, Kevin, it was, uh, like I, I said, it a scene from the Bears-Eagles playoff game from the 90s. The fog rolled in off the ocean, just like it did from uh, Lake Michigan at Soldier Field. But the shot that Tyler Strafasi hit on the final hole on hole 36, 245 out. And he knocks a three iron right on the doorstep, uh, ends up coming in to tap in a birdie to win. Uh, he wins in dramatic fashion and what was cool. And they mentioned this, if you watch the broadcast, Strafasi joined his grandfather, Frank Strafasi, who won the 1935 U S amateur, uh, public winner at that time. So he never got to meet his grandfather, but now he and his grandfather have something very cool in common.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, what a neat thing, right? Uh, to share, I mean, just to win that in itself is a, is a great thing, but to do something that, uh, is, <laughs> that's in his family, pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, to the, the play in the fog there, talk about, all right, well, what are you going to do? You got <laughs> to figure out your line and just trust your swing and your numbers. Again, uh, pretty incredible stuff there. And that's a place uh, where we need to go. We need to take a trip to Bandon Dunes. Uh, yeah, place, take, every, yeah, write it every, off. Let's write it off. Yeah, everybody who I you know i know people have gone um there's a buffalo connection there too they just say it's incredible it's just uh absolutely uh incredible place
0: yeah yeah it looks looks phenomenal right on the water, looks
2: expensive right? too looks expensive but when incredible
0: we, when we do our show there which will be what you know 4 a.m west coast time live yeah. at seven uh We'll just set it up that we'll play right afterwards. I'm sure it'll all be taken care of, right? That's yeah, right. You... We just, I just don't need a, a caddy
1: that's going to mm. touch the bunker for me. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Kevin <laughs> called me on
0: it instantly. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about that last week. Yep. Don't no. touch the bunker.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little dip. <laughs>
0: That's right. Rule One
1: Zero One.
0: There's yes. your second Western New York PGA tip of the week. Don't take your hand into the bunker and move it all around to try to see what the sand is like. Yes.
1: And then say you didn't do it while cameras were on you. But whatever. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Another timeout here on T Degree. When we come back, news on the Phoenix Open for next year, Champions Tour report, and Stacey Lewis and what she paraphrase around from hell for her in a win. We'll talk about that when we come back here on Tita Green. Ryan Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, Jeff Miedis here on WGR.
2: Hey, we're back. Our final segment of T to Green. And I want to thank our friends at Scroy Financial, the family-owned financial planning firm in West Seneca for the support of T D Green this season. Hey, be sure to uh, reach out to scroifinancial.com. That's S-G-R-O-I-Financial.com to learn more about how you and your family's finances and how they can help you out with a free complimentary that's redundant a complimentary one hour
0: consultation on your finances final segment here on td green brian coziel kevin sylvester PJ pro jeff meet let's get to our champions to report now brought to you by donald ross clothing the official clothing of all of us here on Tee to green well in the second round of the Champions Tour event this week, Bernhard Longer shot a 64. He's gonna turn 63 next week. So that shoot your age thing, he's probably gonna do that quite a bit here, I'm sure, at some point throughout the next course of the years. Kevin, we always talk about Gary's player and how good he looks for his age. Well, I think after him, I think we if we said who's next that we're impressed by for somebody at his age, I'm I might have to throw Bernhard Longer in that mix. What he's able to do how he looks so just conditioned and trained. Uh, it's maybe not a surprise that an almost 63-year-old shot a 64.
2: Yeah, he is, uh, and, and I've seen him up close uh, a few times. Uh, I've seen him come out of the workout trail at the Players' Championship a couple of years ago, and I'm just like, wow, yeah, he is <laughs> still put together. His putty, though, no, right? his ability to change and adapt um, when he couldn't anchor it anymore, and figure out a way to make it work uh,
1: is the reason why he's shooting so well. You know, he's been fighting that for 25 years, I feel like. He has adapted and overcome with a million, jillion different ways to putt. Credit to him, you know, just persevering and finding a way to compete at a high level. When your putter fails you and you can find a way to still compete with different formats of putting, that's awesome. That's really, really cool.
0: Absolutely. Okay, news and notes here to finish up. The Phoenix Open, Waste Management, the biggest crowd in golf, the rowdiest crowd in golf, the famous 16th hole, which pretty much looks like a frat party almost all, all the time. Uh, they're not going to have their traditional build-out for the 2021 event. They said they're hoping to have some fans, but they're, they have told sweet holders and companies that normally have uh, prime spots there, Kevin, on that 16th hole, it's going to look different. You may not have the normal space nor the tickets that you normally have.
2: Yeah, that's uh it's be hard to fathom that event without the Coliseum there at 16. But, listen, things are a little bit different, and they've got a plan uh, – make some sort of plan uh, here. And it'll cost a lot of money to put those structures up and down. So if you're unsure if you can have those people and sell those suites, then it's not cost-effective.
0: Yep. A couple other news and notes here. Bones is going to remain on JT's bag throughout the remainder – of the playoffs, uh, Thomas. Let's see where he is here on the FedEx. Oh, yeah, he's first. So <laughs> I, I'm guessing he's going to play in all three events. So we'll get to see a, a little more Bones, Kevin, coming up.
2: Yeah, well, and the other interesting thing, you know, that they, they've won together, all right, on the bag in Memphis at the FedEx St. Jude. But the final two playoff events are also NBC televised events. Bones works for NBC
0: and I'll golf. Mike him up. Mic him up. That's right.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, is he going to pull double duty on Thursday, Friday? Um, but if J, you know, JT is in the hunt, like, yeah, he's I'm, – I'm guessing, I'm guessing JT being on his bag pays a little bit better. <laughs> than, and I'm sure the NBC, NBC gig pays well. But well, if J, JT they, wins, it pays a little better.
1: They got to be afraid <laughs> of an open mic around JT maybe also. That might be the other problem.
0: i doubt it i doubt that he was such a good commentator in the uh, tiger phil brady payton match no doubt uh jeff tiger has put he quoted it his old faithful putter back in his bag we know he switched the last time out didn't go so well at the pga championship
1: yeah which one is that the old trillium putter from you know and ever but uh you know I, i he didn't he looked like he did struggle with that putter and yeah, you know, he's it looks like he's searching. It's frustrating to watch the greatest putter of all time search a little bit with the putter. When you see him switching putters frequently like that, that's usually not a good sign. Doesn't mean you're putting well at all.
2: Hey, Brian Roy McElroy put a blade putter in the bag, uh, away from that spider
0: mallet also. Uh,
2: so he changed putters this week.
1: Yeah, he, he's been quiet. Yeah.
0: A few minutes left here on T to Green. Let's finish with this story from the LPGA. Stacy Lewis claimed her thirteenth career win last week at the Ladies' Scottish Open. Um,
1: but her first think,
0: since having a child, by the that's, way. That's right. Congratulations yes. to her. So yes. You'd think she'd be excited, but the most uh, quotable stuff from her afterwards was talking about her playing partners, where she says it was excessive slow play. Lewis was grouped with Azara Munoz and Jennifer Song for both round three and round four. She said, I had a hard time staying in rhythm throughout. She said, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing some of this here. She goes, I was trying to think of songs in between holes and in between shots that I could hit in order to just keep myself focused on something else. I tried not to allow it to affect me um, just to try to get away from everything, singing those songs, passing the time. So they're playing in threesomes, Jeff. The final round took five hours and 16 minutes for a threesome.
1: (laughs) I think she also said she thought about singing them out loud to get her her playing partners moving with her. Yeah. Tremendously frustrating. I can imagine. Um, you know, that's, that takes all the fun out of golf and it starts at college golf and high school golf and it's worked its way up to the tour. Um, that's brutal. That is tremendously slow, even by tour standards. I can imagine why she's frustrated. Good for her. She won anyway.
0: Kevin, a pace of play, it's a problem. We've been talking about for years on this show and it's not going away.
2: Um yeah. Listen, I I, I see it out here on tour and you, you know some of the offenders. Uh, he, he, hey, the one we the one that was talked about last year uh, at this event actually, Murray National got put on the clock in round one. So um and you know who that is. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, you can
1: say it. You can
2: say it. Oh, <laughs> it's Bryson. It was Bryson the yeah. We knew got put that. on the yeah, clock. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, listen, I, they're playing for uh, a lot, a lot's at stake. I get it, but there's playing slow.
1: doesn't make you play better.
2: I, I, I yeah, I, I think all of us listening, we all play better when we play faster at a better pace, mm-hmm. get a rhythm going, yeah.
1: but
0: yes, for also going not going to play at a public golf course here in Western New York this weekend, your round should not last five hours and 16 minutes. That's the moral of the story. You should do a job not only for yourself, but you're playing playing partners. Everybody do your little things that – and we could spend an entire show on this, but do the little things. Have course awareness. Look at the group behind you. Look at the group in front of you, all that sort of stuff. Don't be that guy that doesn't know what's going on around him.
1: Yeah, keep up with the group in front of you. That's all you have to do. It's
0: not that hard. Okay, good advice. We'll finish on that. Kevin, enjoy the weekend uh, from TPC Boston. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you can uh, listen to us on PGA Tour Radio on the PGA Tour app.
2: It's free on the scoreboard. Just click on the headphones. We're on from 1 to 630.
0: Okay, awesome. We'll be listening. Jeff, thank you. Have a great weekend.
1: Yeah, you too, Brian. Kevin, have fun.
0: Thanks to Derek Kramer for producing. Thanks to PGA Pro Jeff Medes and Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Cozio. I thank you for listening. Tea to Green every Saturday. We'll talk to you next week right here on WGR.